Welcome to the IBJJF podcast, the official podcast of the International Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Federation. Tune in to hear interviews with the top coaches and athletes in the sport, as well as breakdowns and analysis of the biggest events. Let's dive into this week's episode. We're back with another episode of the IBJJF podcast. My guest today is Gutenberg Pereira. Gutenberg is a Brazilian national champion. He's also a Worlds and Pan silver medalist, and he's going to be competing in the IBJJF Absolute Grand Prix on Friday, November 18th. Gutenberg, thanks for joining me. Thank you, brother. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, I'm excited for this conversation. So let's jump into the GP. We got the Absolute GP, like I mentioned, Friday, November 18th. We've got yourself. We've got Kainan Duarte, Cyborg. Enrique Ciccone, Gabriel Oliveira, Elder Cruz, Ryder Zuki, and Francisco Lowe. When you first saw all their names, what was your initial reaction to the bracket? Uh, I, I got excited. Uh, like I said, like uh, was like a little different in the beginning, and then some of the names just like went away. But but right now, I felt like there's a lot of a lot of young guys like hungry. Like not not that I'm old, but you know, I have been I have been like in this scenario for a long time, and I see these guys competing, and uh, and I just be very impressive with some of it, and it's very exciting to you know to be there. Uh, a lot of guys just I think got their black belt this year, so they they're hungry to show stuff, and I'm hungry to make like <laughs> to go against them. So it's like I'm excited, man. You know, like have a cyborg. You know, as a He's an OG, uh, Kainan, and, you know, he's a world champ. So it, it's it's a bracket of, full of, of good guys. And I'm very, very, very excited to to compete against them, definitely. You've competed against some of these guys before. You just recently fought Gabriel Oliveira in Brazil. You had the match mm-hmm. with Cyborg in the final of the Pans. Do you feel like your experience competing against some of these competitors is going to give you an advantage going into it? Uh, I, I don't feel, like being honest, I don't feel this like advantage but i feel i felt like i can do things a little smarter than the last last time but i don't feel like you have advantage for that like experience count a lot but i always believe fights is 50 50. uh i can't believe if you have like if you haven't been tracked competing then you have advantage for like who's not competing for a long time but i feel like this this experience stuff is is getting older because like jiu-jitsu is evolving like so quickly and you know like sometimes you came with experience and the guys hit you you're in a new position like you know getting tangling with lapels and your experience go to the trash <laughs> so i don't really don't believe that you know but i feel like i feel ready for whatever with, with experience honestly like my style is like i'm not like a hold back guy I use experience to to be like i'm always flowing with the fight and but i'm i'm, I'm excited man i'm ready to do whatever you mentioned that there's some young guys in the brackets who just got their black belt and i think something that's interesting about experience now in jiu-jitsu too is that these guys have been training since they were kids so even though they may maybe new black belts they've been training and competing for 15 years something like that so would you agree with that? Do you think that 
like like you did mention that the experience scenario or your opinion on experience has changed recently. Do you think that's a big factor in experience? Definitely. That's experience. <laughs> like for real. Like when you when you be in this scenario since you're a kid, like your 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 mind's already built on that stage. You know, like you you get a kid like Mika Galvon. Like the dude is ex- like his experience is, um, is like crazy. Like he knows all the pressure that you know is like it's come with big tournaments. He's competing big tournaments since he's a kid, and I feel that's experience, you know. But it's like competing at a black belt level is another thing. Like it's it's a completely different beast from collar belts, you know. Like you can you can be a world champion in the, in the brown belt like I was when when you hit black belt. It's like, like a hook in the in the in the chin. And like, it's different, you know. Like, guys are gonna like stall you, and he's not gonna give like give penalties, and you just freak out like, oh gosh. So it's different. And but I have I have seen like these guys competing, and and they they're, they're doing good. They're doing good. I'm excited to see that the other fights as well. So how they're gonna do in the black belt, like at a high level. When you saw all the names for the bracket, was there anyone that jumped out like, hey, that's a match that I would really like to have? Or even if it's a rematch or a new match, anyone that stood out in particular that you'd like to have a match with? Not really. Uh, not really. Of course, when I train, I, I I try to mentalize the toughest one. Like, you know, like, oh, maybe I get this guy in the first match. So I mentalize the game. I mentalize the feeling that I'm going to feel like if I face these guys, like, first match and stuff like this because sometimes you're expecting a bracket a bracket and then boom you get the best guy in the bracket like right away yep and you got a surprise and this can you know get your your mind out of focus so i always try to mentalize man my bracket is going to be the worst and i'll I'll get the best the best guys in the bracket on my side i'm going to get the best one in the first fight so i always start that way and but i really didn't have a special guy that I want to fight like straight up. Like I'm not, I don't really don't think about these guys. I really don't think about the guy in front of me. Like I study everybody, but when it's time to go, I really think about my performance. Like, and I, I have the same thing for everybody. So nothing changed. <laughs> you mentioned that you study everybody. I want to know what, in particular, do you do to study your opponents? Do you watch their previous matches? Do you look back at matches you've had with them yourself? Or is it some some sort of combination of those things? So I, I study both. Like if I fought the guy before, I really point like the my mistakes and their mistakes. Uh if I see a guy that do the same thing over and over, that's a point that I have to pay attention. Like it's not that I'm gonna focus hundred percent in the guy game, but like example like just throwing away like if i fight cyborg i know like he's standing you know he do that that thing that he's been under like he he did that many times uh i know when he's in the close guard he's gonna try to like keep pressure like forward and go some follow pass because he did that many times so it's like oh this type of study that i that i try to to do like not really focus on the game like because when you focus on somebody, you forget yourself. But I really try to point everybody like strongest points and then go, go from there. 
Absolutely. So I want to talk about your 2022 season because I feel like this was an amazing year for you. You won the Open Class at the Brazilian Nationals. You had amazing performances at the Pan and the Worlds. Was there anything in particular that you felt helped you achieve such great results this year? Coming back to Brazil, <laughs> I think that was the biggest, the biggest factor in my athlete career. Like be, be in the gym, like you know, being the head of quarter, and you know. Be with my friends, like training every day here is just a different vibe. You know, I now I can't really like come back to another life. Like I, I'm in Brazil since COVID started and I'm just feeling amazing. Uh feeling that I'm growing my jiu-jitsu, like my jiu-jitsu is getting better. You know, that that's that's the big factor. Like I'm feeling my jiu-jitsu is getting better again. Like and this like when I when you feel that your jiu-jitsu is getting better. You, your confidence automatically like increase. So I'm really feeling like my jiu-jitsu is, is like I'm improving. I'm, I'm getting better. I want to talk a little bit more about that because you mentioned going back to Brazil, like you said, was huge mm -hmm. for you. And a lot of people nowadays are talking about the, the right type of environment to really thrive as an athlete. Some people say you need to be at a specific gym or training with specific people. But for you, it seems like it was different. You were in the U.S. and then you went back to Brazil. And that's when you felt like you had more success. So can you talk a little bit more about the importance of your environment for your success? Oh, definitely. Uh, so my, my environment in the United States was good. Like, I don't understand me wrong. Uh, I just had a lot of functions. Like I just have a lot of things to do. And then my athlete life, like, like I said, uh, run a business and be an athlete. It's very difficult. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I really have a big, I have a big respect for the guys that can do this, you know, like run a business and then be an athlete. But a lot of the guys that you see like doing this, they have their wife behind, like helping a lot. You know, they have somebody that's taken care of. So make it easier for the guy focus on being an athlete, you know. But for the guys that really did that, like being an entrepreneur, like open a gym and be an athlete and be successful in both, man, that's that's crazy. Honestly, I couldn't. Like, I, I fail like miserably. <laughs> but... But it was like it was a good experience, you know. I had the I had the feeling like I was in the United States about like to be successful, really have to work your like, you know, you have to work hard. And but it was uh hitting me in my athlete life. Uh in a point leaving the United States, I had a very good training. Uh I have I took all the boys from Brazil to spend a little time with me in the United States, and I have about like seven to eight guys with me. And but it was very complicated because I have to take care, like, you know, worry about these guys, how these guys going to eat and all this. So it was always something taking my mind off, you know, like out of the training, like focus on training. And I was, I was stressful. So when I came back to Brazil, I just like was like able to focus 100% in competing and get better. Like I was not worrying about no, like nobody nobody else just besides me so come back to brazil was like the best thing for me in that moment what's your schedule like now in brazil in terms of training when you're preparing for a big tournament like the ibjjf absolute grand prix or one of the major championships uh right now i'm doing i'm doing four three to four sessions just depending on the day uh i do technique in the morning and then i go sparring 
Then I go physical training, and then at night I do specific training or just light rolls. But it's like three to four to four sessions a day. Uh, in the morning, I, I like uh, like lunchtime. I do like the hardest training, which is the 11, 11 a.m. training in in Rio, like in the headquarters, like very, very famous here in Rio. And that's the toughest train, I guess, in the city. Like, if not in Brazil, I think that's the toughest train <laughs> that we have. And but after that, it's just like physical training or just specific training stuff like this. Well, like I said, your results have been amazing this year. So it seems like the the new schedule and the new routine is paying off. Yeah. And I wanted to ask you that's too. The, that's the thing. I just I just think about jujitsu. You know, yeah. like when I'm home, I'm studying. Like I'm watching videos. Not every day. I'm not gonna lie. Like. You know, I've been in my computer all day studying, but when I have a competition, I, I, I try to get very disciplined with this. Like, it's part of the job, like, at least one hour. Like, usually I get, like, at night, I get my food, I sit in the computer, I put some fights, and I'm eating, like, watching stuff like this. And then and then I get from there. But, like, not, I'm not going to be like, like oh, I study all. No, I, I'm not like this. But I try to do my best to study because... Like if I put in the paper, I have like I have been training for 14 years. And in my color belts, I was obsessed with videos. Like I was obsessed with like fights and, and, and instructionals, all this. Like I still I still be like watching stuff, but I guess like not like before. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a good segue into my next question. We we talk a lot about the evolution of jiu-jitsu on this podcast, and I feel like one of the areas where it's evolved the most is in the heavier weight divisions. You have guys like yourself, guys like Kynan, guys like Cyborg. You guys are big, but you're also really athletic, really fast, and really technical. Yeah. How do you feel like the evolution of the game has changed in terms of the heavier weight classes? Man, that's that's a good, very good point. Like. I felt like what's phases like Cyborg is one of the the main guys like because he's an old school like Cyborg's fighting since Hodger times you know and 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 I always look up to his game like the tornado like the stuff that he do like the tornado and stuff like this I I mean I always watch him fighting and then Bushesha came up like with athleticism like I never see a heavyweight move like Bushesha like very explosive very strong flexible like Bushish was a combo like the nightmare combo you know like 130 kilos with everything you know and it's just, it's just like so i always try to look up with to that guys and then try to put the lightweight game on top of this you know like if you pay attention to my game i play like spider lasso de la Hiva, i do bring bolos and stuff like this like i feel like the new generation the new generation, like Victor Hugo, translate that good. Uh, Roosevelt translate that good. Uh, Philip Andrew translate that good. Like all these guys, like myself, like all these heavyweight guys, translate that pretty, pretty well. Yeah, one of one of the techniques I wanted to ask you about that you do really well. That's a perfect example of this. Is that arm bar that you do from the lasso position? You take the lasso out, attack the arm. You hit that at the pans. Got to finish. You attempt it at the worlds. Yeah. You've done it a bunch. How long have you been doing that technique? And how many submissions have you gotten with it in competition? Oh man, a lot. <laughs> That's a lot. But I feel like in a black belt, like high level, uh, guys already know what I'm gonna do. Like, <laughs> so they already like put their elbow like inside. But I have been doing this since collar belts. Uh, that's something very powerful. I don't do that on training because that hurts. 
And but in the tournament, I really try to do this because, especially when I'm fighting like heavyweight guys, like really heavy dudes, because they're slow. So I'm a little presser. So then when I start changing my legs like fast, they don't catch the timing, you know. So the time that I'm like taking my hook out, they're already thinking like about all the things. So then I hit the arm bar and they, they don't even see like what's coming. But like like I said, like in a high level, like people sketching that, like you're closing the elbows, it's getting harder and harder. But I'll figure it out. I'll figure out my ways to start to keep doing it. <laughs> Yeah, you've still been doing it well, even though you've been doing it for yeah. so long and people are people are prepared for it. Well, Gutenberg, I really appreciate your time today. Do you have any other final thoughts you wanted to share about the event or about anything else? Nah, man, just like appreciate, you know, like I'm very honest with my with my words, with my opinions and what you guys start doing now, you know, the Grand Prix for all the belts and, and oh, for all the weights. I saw the girls and, and the boys like last weekend and that was an amazing tournament. And now the, the 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 absolute and I just you know appreciate IBGF for the idea, uh, for the opportunity you know to to give us to to show our, our work and give us a good prize for the for the tournament. This is amazing, and you know just appreciate you guys to to have me in the podcast and hope to see everybody in the 18. <laughs> well, you guys can watch Gutenberg. You can watch all the rest of the amazing field, the IBJJF Absolute Grand Prix. It's going to be on Friday, November 18th, only on Flow Grappling. Thanks again, Gutenberg. Thanks, everyone, for Cuba. watching. We'll see you guys soon. Thank you for listening to the IBJJF podcast. Be sure to head over to IBJJF.com for the latest news and events from the International Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Federation. We hope you enjoyed the show. Thank you.